Hey there, welcome back. It is This Insecure Life and you're listening to Kathleen. Oh boy. <laughs> um, so this week I got a pretty big disappointment um, in the form of a non-job offer. And it's the struggle that I have been having essentially since I started my career, which is wild. Um, which is, I'm not experienced enough, in quotations, for specific roles, but I am too experienced for any junior roles, and so people don't seem to know what to do with me. And I say this because, I mean, last week I talked about some of the stuff going on just in regards to my feelings about my body and how that's been creeping in. But it was pretty much handled, like in control. I was doing pretty good at making sure um, I was talking to myself nicely. I was nourishing my body. I was drinking water. I was doing all those things that I could control to feel good. Um, But quite frankly, this this hit me. It's sort of been a month-long process at this point from from when I applied and went through a whole bunch of stages of interviews. And so, hi, monkey. Bobbin's going to come and hang with me. And you. Um, So it hit me, and it like was a huge bummer. The job I applied for was something I have been looking for. It sort of hit all those boxes. Um, There was room for growth and expansion and the team seemed amazing. Clients seemed pretty great. Just from the outside perspective, there's always stuff once you start a new job, right, that you didn't anticipate or things come up. But it just, mm, it felt good and right and so this disappointment uh hit it hit that part of me that I think since I lost my job it's been a struggle I mean I did basically sleep through February and March um I don't have a lot of memory from that time which says a lot because my memory is extraordinarily good on the whole and I don't I don't really know how to battle this what you do for work and the title you have um, I'm not sure how to approach it in real life <laughs> It's easy to talk about things not having value, but they but they do in society, right? And that's that's sort of the whole point of this. Most of our insecurities, at least most of my insecurities, come from those things I've been told growing up, those societal those societal influences. And a lot of that is hinged on um politics and capitalism and 
you know, that 1% staying the 1% and not actually seeing the worth of a human just for being a human. We don't have to do anything to be worthy of love or um, have value. And I don't, I don't mean like we all have like a price tag above our head. I think that's a, isn't that a Black Mirror episode? I'm not sure. I watched the first episode of the first season and then was kind of out. (laughs) I have a problem with watching things in order and I probably should have not for Black Mirror. But I think in the second season, that like value prop is um, part of one of the episodes from what I have been told. But it's not true, right? And I, I don't want to walk around placing value on people for the jobs they have. If you like what you do, that means a whole lot more to me than the title or how much money you make. If you feel fulfilled in your everyday life, then that means a whole lot more than what your bank account says. I think we get tied up in these these hmm, what word do I want to use? These titles, these roles because it is easy and it makes for an easier time processing to label things and put value on things but people aren't things and that's what I've been struggling with coming to terms with since I didn't get this job I mean it's it's been a long haul at this point I've pivoted what I've been doing I've changed it up I've networked I've asked for help um I've updated my resume and my cover letters and my portfolio and something has to give at some point in time. My disposition, I I was called a pessimist for a really long time by friends and I don't actually think I am a pessimist. I see the good in everyone. One of, one of my old friends, um, we haven't really chatted in the last little while, but she said that I see magic in everything and and that hit home. And it's true. I think every person is magical. Every situation has a little bit of magic in it. Like fucking walk outside in the spring and it's just all coming to life. Or walk outside right now when the leaves are falling if you're somewhere that the leaves fall. And the colors that the leaves change or that crisp feeling in the air is something really fucking special that you can't manufacture you can't make it just happens and so that is I guess where my focus is going to try and be because that's reality and so my point being is I'm not necessarily a pessimist but I am a realist I understand that there are situations that suck. (laughs) And yes, there's magic in those situations, even if they do suck, but it doesn't mean they suck any less. We have a whole range of emotions for a reason. And our emotions are because of evolution. It's not just because of life. I mean, 
sure some of them do but like there is a reason that we get scared and there is a reason we get jealous and there's a reason that we get happy and there's a reason for all of these things that show up in our bodies and our spirits and our minds and it's okay to acknowledge when you're struggling and it's okay to acknowledge when you're frustrated and it's okay to take that step back and go well yes something at some point will come together in this moment I feel really crummy and I feel really dejected and I'm not sure how to move forward as long as you keep moving forward in some sense and that is maybe you put a glass of water by the side of your bed and you wake up in the morning and you check your email like that is that's great and maybe you don't check your email but you're awake and you have that sip of water I think putting value in these small things versus oh you're an investment banker or oh you're a lawyer or oh you're a doctor and more in are you happy are you fulfilled does this make your life better how you live your day-to-day um that is the most important thing and that's what I'm trying to hold on to right now while I have been active right like I'm teaching my yoga I have a few freelance clients um it doesn't pay all my bills and so I'm looking for something else but this time has also been extraordinary for rediscovering who I am and what I need and that is I think extraordinarily valuable because it's allowed me to shift my life and shift my perspective and give space um I noticed when I was teaching this week the amount of times I said we're just gonna leave like there's just space here we're giving space giving space for your feelings giving space for your body to talk to you giving space and I kind of laughed at myself because it was a little bit repetitive here's the thing when I teach I don't work from a script um I just go with who's in the space and what I feel is needed and sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes it's repetitive because I'm human and then I laugh at myself because I notice these things but I think there is value in giving space there is the mentality that we need to fill each space and be productive constantly and that's not always the case and I think a lot of creativity and a lot of introspection and reconnection actually happens in the areas that there isn't anything going on where we let the emotions rise and fall and the noise fades away in the background. I'm trying to get better at connecting with the people in my life when I need to, but I'm also trying to get better at taking care of those emotions myself. They're mine. No one else can manage them. 
No one else can feel them. So I'm really the only person that can navigate my insecurities. My insecurity about not being good enough or not having enough experience. My value in the workforce or my value walking down the street in the body I have. However the insecurities are showing up, it sort of always comes back to that, right? At least that's what I'm discovering. When these feelings come up, and it's usually one thing that sort of trickles and then waterfalls into a broken dam of sorts where all the insecurities just come back and this is this was one of the big triggers for me this week was that and it's hard for me to say um and it's hard for me to admit I know so many people that are in my field and they've been moving forward and killing it and that is fucking awesome and I'm so happy for them and I'm proud of them and I just can't wait to see them rise and they've already risen it's just a matter of continuing to evolve and grow and blossom and move and then find that place to be still and hibernate for a butt and then come back full force. What I have been unsuccessfully trying to tell myself is that it will come and all I can do is is heed the advice, keep reaching out. If someone suggests something, adjust, get the feedback and, you know, work, work within the constraints of, of what I have as experience. Um, I know I'm capable on some level. (laughs) I'm very capable but when you keep hearing no, it makes you question. And just because someone else doesn't see your value for a role, or in this case, it wasn't even that. They, they saw value. They want to stay connected. Um, it just wasn't the right time, I suppose. Um, and maybe in a few more months I'll I'll have added some additional experience and we'll reconnect and it'll come together but it still is hard because we play that comparison game right especially in interviews that is 100% what is happening you're being compared to the other candidates everything you show and everything you say is being compared And all that does is breed insecurity. So going into something where I've already been feeling a little bit on edge, a little bit like I want to seal the deal. I want to find that job that's going to work for me and that I'm going to work hard for because I see how flippin' awesome this organization is and how amazing the clients are or the stakeholders. If it's not a direct um, client relationship, it is to consumers or just to the general public however it shows up whoever is involved um it is a journey 
um when i went home in the summer on james street north i went into one of the shops and <laughs> i picked up two postcards but the one i come back to constantly because it keeps me it keeps me able to stay the course and laugh a little bit more and just enjoy what's happening slightly <laughs> even even in those like sucky times finding the magic and not falling into an existential crisis which happens a lot with me who would have thought <laughs> um anyways it just says and it has like a really pretty image on it life is either a daring adventure or nothing and it's kind of true it has to be because what what other point is there of us being here and I definitely believe in evolution <laughs> and for my being I don't know if there's necessarily a god but there's definitely energy and life forces that drive us there is um prana and that is a really beautiful thing if we can get out of our heads which has been really hard for me um i've also been experiencing uh some headaches this week today it fully blossomed into a migraine which is always a good time so Dealing with sort of physical ailments on top of those emotional inconsistencies, <laughs> I'll say. That instability in feeling secure and safe and comforted and valued or worthy has been a trip. Um, not gonna say I didn't cry this week what I feel like we should just start a pool and people can like guess how long it takes for me to cry from when I post the episodes <laughs> because I do it quite frequently and sometimes it's good and sometimes I'm learning it is not so good so I'm trying to embrace those times where I know it would be cathartic and when the tears just come and I can't control them but it's not necessarily cathartic it's just like my frustration or my happiness or whatever it is coming out my eyes um, letting those moments be a lot of people have seen me cry I have probably cried in every city I've been in I think I've said that before what public transit it happens a lot it happens a lot. And that's that, folks. If you need to cry, cry. <laughs> Embrace it. It is a stress relief. <laughs> there are definitely different types of tears, just as there are different types of sweat. Chemically, is that what it is? Bio, Biochemically? Yeah cool science is not my forte 
Um, our bodies are wild. And they have these mechanisms to chill us out that we can utilize. I was going to say should, but I'm trying to not say should. But we can, right? We can utilize them. They're there for our use. So what is my plan to try and get out of this low feeling of not being worthy and sort of any area of life right now well I don't really have one (laughs) um the first thing is that I know I'm extraordinarily dehydrated right now and I have been for a week so uh the last two days I've been drinking a whole lot more water and consciously drinking it which means I am tracking my water intake so that I am drinking enough. But once I hit the marker I've set, um, I stop tracking and I still just keep drinking. So that I think has actually been helpful within, you know, 24 hours-ish at this point. I mean, yesterday and it's, yeah, 20, it's like the last two days, but it's like, you know, we sleep. Or I sleep sometimes. <laughs> um, I've also been trying to give space to have time with my sweet little girl, Bobbin, because I haven't seen her this month. I think that's also been part of it. You know, when you like shake up your routine, it can be a really good thing. But when you're going nonstop and it's various different things, it's not sort of one adventure. It's um multiple little adventures with different people and it can just like it really fucks with my energy I'm just gonna say it it fucks with my energy um so it's actually taken me a couple days and I think that's part of where my headache came from and part of the dehydration is the headache but just like recognizing where my energy is at and how depleted I am and knowing that um going swimming or taking a bath or drinking water those things that really nourish me are related typically to water in some way um so taking taking stock of that the next couple days but also not completely retreating (laughs) so I have done a little bit of like pushing people away or getting really quiet um And it's sometimes necessary to just shut that noise down, but knowing when to be a part of a group that maybe I can be quiet in or just enjoy myself without there being any sort of fussing. It's just a fun thing. It doesn't have to be serious. I don't have to worry about anything. So staying within a community, doing those little things to stay the course, stay positive, nourish myself. One of my friends sent me a message and literally it just said nourish thyself. We have been talking about um, our poor cooking at home habits as millennials. (laughs) And honestly, like I'm really bad at nourishing myself sometimes. And that means 
food and water and sleep and feeding my soul with books or music or walking in nature, all those little things. I am hoping that also <laughs> shortly we will be out of Venus retrograde. And I don't, I don't know if it's been affecting me as much as I thought. Everything I says says I'm one of the least affected signs. It's been there. Um, this full moon was really fucking rough. Hunter's moon, full moon in Taurus. Damn. It uh, definitely brought everything up from like six months ago. <laughs> which, you know, work with what you got, believe in what you believe. Um, Again, I think I've said it. I don't like set my life by what astrology says, but I use it as a tool to reconnect with. And honestly, sometimes I've been like, shit's weird. I think it's a full moon because I don't track it. I don't have a tracker on my phone. I don't know. And I'll like Google and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a full moon cool so we're all connected we all have value I'm trying really hard to not sink into this need for a title or it's okay that this didn't come together because it's still moving me forward right it's taken me to a whole new place and I've made new connections So that's pretty rad. But notice what your triggers are, I think, is what I'm trying to say. What is the statement or situation or comment or ad or clothing or food or whatever that makes you sort of spiral out? Um, mine is definitely connected to things in my body as well as this career thing, this, I need to be able to support myself. And when I say that, I mean, support myself in every way possible. Um, and I think that just comes from my fear of abandonment where it's like, If I don't do it, (laughs) when these people leave me, what the hell is going to happen? So that's that's it. That was really scary for me to say. Um, I don't know if I've ever said that out loud or even fully thought it, but there we go. Um, Realizing people are going to come and go, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're abandoning me is a huge and scary concept but (laughs) we got time to figure it out I'm not going anywhere maybe maybe you are (laughs) I don't know hopefully not hit me up social media send me an email if you want to discuss your trigger what it is that makes you spiral out and not see your worth Um, I'm here for you and you are worthy of all your desires, all your wants, all your needs. Leading with love is hard, but let's try and do it. 
I adore you. Thanks for listening. And uh, peace out if you want to peace out. If you're going to take a breath with me, let's take that breath. Bye, guys.